God prepared the world by the promise in the Garden of Eden, by Abram, by David, by Mary's womb, and that he was born under the law, but also that he was born into a world of Roman crucifixion. When the Lord Jesus came into the world, the Romans were in control of the known world. And their manner of executing to beat people to death was by a cross. You read the histories of the Roman roads that led into the city of Rome. And at times, especially during uh, various conquests, the, the roads to Rome were lined with crosses. And they were set within distance of each other so that the traveler into Rome would see these crosses and see their victims suffering on that cross. And they were taught the lesson before they even arrived in Rome that Rome was unbeatable. It was a crushing machine. Welcome again to Let the Bible Speak, and I trust that you are preparing for the great event. We're thinking of Jesus' birth. We're thinking of the wonder of it all. We're thinking of what it means in our hearts as well as in our homes. Does it really matter when all the wrapping paper is torn up, when all the garbage is thrown out? Will it really matter? Well, for believers in Christ, yes, it will matter for all eternity because the Christian is building his house on the rock, Christ Jesus, not on the sand of time in this world, but upon the Lord. So let's begin our program today. We're turning to a number of hymns. We have continuing in our birth of Jesus, Luke chapter 2 account from the narrative by Luke, and we have a number of hymns. So let's begin with how great our joy. Good people, all this Christmas time, consider well and bear in mind what our good God for us has done in sending His beloved Son. With all good Christians we should pray to God with love this Christmas day. In Bethlehem upon that morn there was a blessed Messiah
Bible speak, we're coming back to the narrative in Luke chapter 2, beginning at verse 18. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, as it was told unto them. And when eight days were accomplished for the circumcising of the child, his name was called Jesus, which was so named of the angel before he was conceived in the womb. We're turning now to our next hymn in the bleak of winter time. Bible Speak, the radio broadcast of the Free Presbyterian Church here in Cloverdale. This is Ian Gallagher, and I trust that the message today will warm your heart and bring you to personal faith and trust 
in the Lord Jesus. That's what it's all about. That's why we're here. That's why we preach the word. That's why we uh, form a church and worship publicly, that we might let it be known that Jesus is born, that there is a Savior from the sin of this world. And just as the shepherds left the manger, having seen the Christ, they went to tell the world. This is the good news that every Christian shares with friends, family, neighbors, and indeed missionaries take this gospel to the ends of the earth. It is the news of a Savior that is born, sent by God, prepared by God, and whose work was perfect redemption for us. It is by faith in Jesus and his work that we are saved from sin. It is by trusting in his finished work on the cross that we are brought to a personal confidence of salvation. Now, we trust in the Lord, but we do so through his word. It is by taking the very written statements and the promises of the gospel, claiming them as our own, that we are brought into the right relationship with the Lord Jesus by faith. Faith is not some airy-fairy, nebulous thing. It is taking God at his word. T-R-U-S-T. Trusting, resting in the work, the life, the witness of Jesus, the Son of God. And of course, we're on the air every day to bring you the message of the gospel. And I trust that today that you will take heed to the words of salvation that are in the gospel message. Toward the end of the program, of course, we'll give you all the details about our church and how you may join us here, our Christmas Eve service, and all the announcements. So stay tuned, and may the Lord minister to your heart today through his word as we come again to Luke chapter 2. Then I read in the gospels of blind men like Bartimaeus sitting along the roadside as Jesus came, and they said, Jesus, thou son of David. Why did they give him that title? Why did they speak in that manner? Because they knew this was the truth that the Messiah would come of of the line of David, and they believed that this one called Jesus who could do miracles and did heal them from their blindness, that he was indeed the Messiah, Therefore, they called him the son of David. And so this was that faith that was growing. And you must see that too. If you're going to link into the family of faith and be a child of God, enjoying the blessings of Christ the Savior, you must recognize this wonderful plan of God and believe that Jesus is indeed sent for you. And like Bartimaeus and others, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Now, as God prepared the world, he also prepared Mary's womb. Whoever wrote the book of Hebrews, he put it this way, sacrifice and offering thou wouldest not, but a body hast thou prepared me. 
And now we come to the miracle of the virgin birth, which more accurately, more specifically, is the miracle of the virgin conception. The birth of our Lord Jesus was a natural birth. He was born into the world through the birth canal of Mary as children are. But the wonder that God prepared a body is that God took responsibility for the conception of this child in Mary's womb. And of course, the Gospels are very specific, and throughout uh, the records of these Gospels, we find great care is taken that he is not the son of Joseph, but he is the son of God. And that brings us into the realm of mystery and miracle. Our Lord Jesus is God manifest in the flesh. He is 100% God, and he's 100% man. <laughs> this evening, we'll look at some of the errors that have crept into this. Some people think, well, he's 50%. He's half God and half man. No. Our Lord Jesus is 100% God. He's the second person of the Trinity, thinking not robbery to be equal with God. He humbled himself and took upon him the form of a servant, human nature. And what an amazing miracle it was God. And it says, God made him flesh. The Word was made flesh. Now, it's not a man became a God, but it is God became or took into union a human nature. And this disallows any man to claim a part in this holy work, this supernatural preparation, both of Mary's womb, that he would not be contaminated by sin, and that he would be supernaturally conceived. Do you see God at work here? He was at work in the Garden of Eden. He was at work with Abraham making a covenant. He was at work in the kingship of David. He was at work in the womb of Mary. And now, as we look at Luke chapter 2, we see that he's preparing the world now with a Roman decree. You must go to your home of nativity and there be registered. And that sent Joseph and Mary to the town of Bethlehem right on time, for she was soon to be delivered of child. And we know the wonderful story of how there, whenever the whole town of Bethlehem was flooded with people, all the accommodations were taken. There wasn't a home or a bed remaining. And there in the stable, Jesus was born in poverty. Now, I know that Caesar was totally oblivious to all of that plan and purpose, he had really no part in sending Mary and Joseph, not directly. You see, the will of Caesar was really the will of God. And in the wisdom and providence of God, he wanted it to be recorded, irrevocably recorded, securely recorded, that Jesus was born there. He was a real, it was a real birth in a real place, in a real town with real parents, 
understanding that he's supernaturally conceived, not of Joseph, but of the Lord. And the record is made in the books of Rome, but they're really in the books of heaven. And they're for us to read and to rejoice that God was at work. Never underestimate the wisdom of God. There are times when we wonder what God is doing. Why does God allow this? It seems to make no sense. But God is working not according to our little schemes, but according to His eternal purpose. And we each need to be jolted and awakened that God is in control in this world. And when we come to the birth of our Lord Jesus, as we think of this special event of the year, this is the thing that must hit us right in the face. God works all things out. And you can write over Bethlehem, you can write over the birth of Jesus, all things work together for good to them that love God. Now, two more things that I must preach here today. God prepared the world through the Garden of Eden, through Abraham, through David, through Mary's womb, through Bethlehem, and the decree of Caesar. But also we are told that God, in the fullness of time, sent forth His Son, made of a woman, made under the law. Now, why is that important? Because the Lord Jesus came into the world to fulfill the law. And the wonder is that after all the period between Moses and the birth of Christ, the laws of the Jews were still in place. The Ten Commandments was God's moral law still in place. The Levitical laws which Jesus kept, not the commandments of men that were added on and added on in confusion, but those Old Testament ceremonial laws, Jesus kept them. On the eighth day, Jesus was circumcised, all that he might keep the law. When he became a man and was baptized, we are told, suffered it to be so now that I might fulfill all righteousness. And right through Jesus' life, he was conscious that he was fulfilling the law. He was the law keeper. And God prepared a body for Jesus that in his life he would make a very uh, account of righteous living, godly living, law keeping, to redeem them that were under the law. It took a law keeper to save lawbreakers. It took one who was perfect in his living to lift men out of their dying. It took the sovereign power of the God-man who walked this world to redeem men for the world to come. The obedience of the Lord Jesus is our answer to our failures and sins and follies. Romans 5.18, by the obedience of one, many are made righteousness. He was made under the law. And God again was preparing the way and preparing for our salvation by sending a law keeper, a perfect law keeper, who fulfilled all righteousness. One last fact, and we're nearly done. God prepared the world by the promise in the Garden of Eden, by Abram, by David, by Mary's womb, 
and that he was born under the law, but also that he was born into a world of Roman crucifixion. When the Lord Jesus came into the world, the Romans were in control of the known world. And their manner of executing to beat people to death was by a cross. You read the histories of the Roman roads that led into the city of Rome. And at times, especially during uh, various conquests, the, the roads to Rome were lined with crosses. And they were set within distance of each other so that the traveler into Rome would see these crosses and see their victims suffering on that cross. And they were taught the lesson before they even arrived in Rome that Rome was unbeatable. It was a crushing machine for any that would resist. And while Rome sought cruelly to gain power and sway by the cross, God had another plan. Because the law said, he that hangeth on a cross is cursed. And when God sent his son to the cross, he made him a curse for us. And we know that Mary, she was told by Simeon that a sword would cross through her heart also. And there came a day when Mary stood at the cross and she watched her own son, the son that she bore from her womb, that she nursed, that she caressed, that she guided in childhood. And she saw the nails through his hands, and she saw the blood that poured from his body. And there was God planning the cross to save us. He became a curse for us that we might know no curse. And so you can see from the beginning right to the end of Jesus' birth, life, and death, God was there controlling. And the wonder the gospel message is that in the cross is the doctrine of substitution. I lay my sins on Jesus, and Jesus bears them away for me. And God permits substitution. He provided the substitute, the Lord Jesus himself. He purposed and he planned it. But there's one other preparation that is required. And if you study Galatians chapter 3, especially verse 14, you will see that all of this is according to faith. And everyone that benefits from the birth, life, death of Jesus, God prepares in their hearts faith. They are all believers. Mary believed. Joseph believed. The shepherds believed. The wise men who followed the star, they believed. And all who come to the Lord Jesus and benefit from his life and death, believe. Now, God has to work that faith in your heart. Because unless you can call yourself a believer, that you have totally received and prayed that you will be saved by the work of the Savior— you're full of doubt, distance, rebellion, rejection. You must believe and be saved. Will you believe today? 
Will you believe this? I've painted with a very big brush today, starting at the, at the very beginning of the world, right to Calvary. Do you believe this plan? Sovereignly, lovingly provided for you as Savior. His name shall be called Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. May his grace, his saving power, fill your heart today. While shepherds watch their sheep by night, glad tidings brought an angel bright. How great their joy, great their joy, 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 joy. Joy, 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 glory to God in heaven on high, glory to God in heaven on high. Fear not the angels said to them, Jesus is born in Bethlehem, how great their joy, great their joy, 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 joy. Joy, 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 glory to God in heaven on high, glory to God in heaven on high. Jesus, we hasten to adore, grant us thy blessing evermore, how great our joy, great our joy, 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 joy. Joy, 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 glory to God in heaven on high, glory to God in heaven on high. Thank you for tuning in with us today, and I trust that God's Word has been a seed of faith to your own heart and to your own soul. My prayer is that God in grace will save you and give you a complete and solid trust in Jesus as the Son of God. Let's unite in prayer, even today, that he might work in your heart. Father, we bow in your presence. We call upon thee to hear our prayer for your blessing upon your word and upon every hearer of thy word today, that the word of God will take deep root in good soil and that faith will be granted repentance will be granted, and that you will work that miracle of Christ being born in your people. We pray today for a mighty saving work in each individual heart. We pray that you will bless your people, bless your church, bless to the ends of the earth the message that a Savior is born. And may the person who has no Bible no faith, no opportunity yet to hear of Christ. May you send the message and may your spirit be at work. We pray this in Jesus' name. This is Pastor Ian Golliher. Call me, please, at 604-897-2040. For all the details of our broadcasts across Canada, go to ltbs.ca. This broadcast comes to you today from the Free Presbyterian Church in Cloverdale, located at 18790 58th Avenue, Surrey, at the corner of 188th Street and 58th Avenue. Our website is cloverdalefpc.ca, and there you can find gospel articles, links to our sermons, a gospel booklet called A New Beginning, 
and a link to watch our services online. You're warmly invited to attend any of our Sunday services at 10.30 a.m. and 6 p.m. to meet with us as we worship God and to hear the preaching of His precious Word. We also meet for Bible study and prayer every Wednesday evening at 7.30 p.m. Our Sunday School for Children and Adult Bible Class meet every Lord's Day at 9.30 a.m. from September to June. You can contact us at 604-567-1091. Alternatively, you can email me at pastor.cloverdalefpc at gmail.com. Again, for all this information, please visit our website at cloverdalefpc.ca. Our burden is that you will hear and understand the gospel that will bring you to know the Lord Jesus Christ and his great salvation. This is Pastor Andrew Fitton. Thank you for listening today. And be sure to listen Monday to Friday at 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. and on Sundays at 9.30 a.m. for our one-hour church service as we worship the Lord through the ministry of His Word. Music